Today on The Ticker Tapes, we hear from Harvinder. Harvinder's father passed away at the beginning of 2020 after a sudden cardiac arrest. Harvinder wants to share the story of what happened when her father passed away to raise awareness of the importance of defibrillator placement and maintenance. Harvinder, could you start by describing your dad to me? Yeah, so my dad was very humble um, and he was a very kind soul. Uh, He was very hardworking and would always put others first. He has left us with lots of beautiful memories. Everyone that knew him only ever had good things to say about him. He's so greatly missed. He really was such an anchor in my life and my family's life too. So dad has celebrated his, his 59th birthday two months before he passed away. He had plans for his 60th birthday. He said he wanted to retire early and travel to different places around the world and was looking forward to going on a cruise ship. But unfortunately, that never happened. A life without dad since he passed has been so difficult. It's a reality that's very difficult to accept. It's so difficult to accept that dad's no longer around. Of course, we learn to adjust and adapt to a new life without our loved ones but we always carry them in our hearts and they are never forgotten. Can you take me back to the night that your dad passed away and tell me what happened? Yes, it was the 14th of January 2020. Uh, Dad was at work and work night shift. We got a call around 10.30pm to say get to the factory quickly and that dad wasn't well, he had fallen. It was my cousin who had made the call to us. One of my cousin's family friends also worked at the factory and that's how he had got to know what happened. So me and my family got to the factory around 10.45 and the reality we were met with was very difficult to comprehend. Dad had already passed away. Dad's heart had just suddenly stopped and he had suffered a cardiac arrest. It was difficult to accept that Dad was fine one minute and then suddenly gone the next. You know, my brain just couldn't understand, couldn't accept the reality that it was facing. I always thought that dad would be with us forever. You know, he was fit and healthy for his age, nothing wrong. So I never thought that this would happen and that he could just leave us. I would like to take this opportunity to thank my father's colleagues who had tried to help, especially to those who had given him CPR. It must have been very emotional for them too, to go through that. And me and my family will always be grateful and thankful to everyone who did try and help dad. And can you tell me a bit about what happened when your dad's colleagues did try to help? Yeah, so it was after a few weeks when I listened to the emergency call that was made that night. A defibrillator was used to try and help resuscitate dad whilst they were waiting for the ambulance to arrive. The call handler advised one of the helpers to go and get the defibrillator. It was on site and it was a public access defibrillator. So in the recording, I could hear that the electrode pads had been applied to Dad. The defibrillator fails to give any shocks, and the AED says change battery. There was also no spare battery in the pack. So helpers were then advised by the call handler to give chest compressions. You know, colleagues did their absolute best to try and help revive Dad. They gave chest compressions until the ambulance arrived and then the ambulance crew took over. You know, Molly, I want to say thank you so much to the helpers for trying to help Dad. They did everything that they could. And, you know, it was the device itself that was not in working order. 
which is why I'm here doing the podcast. And the reason I wrote the article was to simply raise awareness of just how important it is to make sure that defibrillars are kept in working order so that the device can do what it's supposed to do in an emergency. And this is something, Molly, that I hope to be involved in for the rest of my life. I've done a lot of research on AEDs and I've read accounts of defibrillators failing to operate, not just in the UK, but other countries around the world due to low batteries and in some cases not enough checks being carried out. I really do hope that incidents of defibrillators failing to operate don't happen again. To lose a loved one is one of the most difficult things one will ever go through. And then to find out that life-saving devices didn't work due to something as simple as a battery is really heartbreaking. You know, I'm not saying that if the defibrillator had worked, Dad would be here today. But the main point I am emphasising is that defibrillators are key life-saving devices. Now, every time I walk past an AD, I think to myself, is it in working order? You know, it was just a couple of weeks ago, I was at a local supermarket and I walked past an AD just near customer services. I noticed an X on the display screen of the defibrillator. There was a help sheet on the side of it and it stated that an X meant it wasn't in working order. So I reported it immediately to the lady who was working at the customer service desk and she said that she would inform her manager straight away and thanked me for raising it. You know, we just never know when a defibrillator might be needed, so it needs to be in working order at all times. There are so many miracle stories of how defibrillators have saved lives and brought a person back to life. And of course, to do that, it needs to be in working order. Recently, I was watching The One Show and Fabrice Mamamba was talking about how he suffered a cardiac arrest whilst playing football and it was a defibrillator that saved his life. We saw the same with Christian Eriksen in the Euros. So defibrillators really are vital in saving lives. And can you tell me about what you did next and how you came to be in touch with the BHF? Yeah, so it was so after listening to the emergency call, I got in touch with uh, my local MP and their office. Uh, they wrote to the Minister for Employment and also the Health and Safety Executive. The response from the health and safety executive was that the concerns raised about the defibrillator would be highlighted in their work with organisations and this would be reflected in any future guidance, which is all good. However, I wanted to do more as this is just so close to my heart, which was when the MP's office put me in touch with yourselves, the British Heart Foundation, and I was made aware of the circuit programme. You know, I really hope uh, that the main point people take away from this podcast is to register and check defibrillators and make sure that they are in working order so that they can assist in an emergency. I also want to say thank you to you, Molly, and your colleagues for helping me to be involved in the circuit programme and giving me the opportunity to raise awareness of just how important defibrillators are. Thank you so much for sharing your story with us, Harvinder, and helping to raise this awareness with us. Thank you very much, Molly. Harvinder mentioned the circuit, the National Defibrillator Network. This network provides a national overview of where defibrillators can be found. At the moment, many defibrillators never get used because emergency services don't know where they are or how to access them. This can cost lives, and that's why the circuit is so vital. And, as Harvinder's story has shown, it's one thing for defibrillators to be present, but they also have to be maintained. 
When you register a defibrillator onto the circuit, it will not only mean that the emergency services can find it, it also sends reminder messages to the defibrillator guardian to ensure that it stays in good working order. You can find out more information by searching for The Circuit on the BHF website, and there will be links in the notes for this episode. If you've got any questions about your heart or circulatory health, you can call the BHF Heart Helpline and speak to a nurse between 9 and 5 on Mondays to Fridays on 0300-330-3311 or email hearthelpline at bhf.org.uk. Thank you for listening and join us next time on The Ticker Tapes.